Alrighty, everyone. Welcome to the Doubt Every Thought podcast, where we help people across the earth realize how easy it is to return to God by forgiving, praying morning and night, and doubting every thought. I'm Jacob Brucker, and welcome to the beginning of a new reality now. Awesome, man. So yeah, welcome to the Doubt Every Thought podcast. My name's Jacob. You know, we're here to help people across the earth realize how easy it is to return to God by forgiving, praying morning and night, and doubting every thought. So just welcome to the show. You know, I'm here with TJ, so. Yo, yo. What's going on, TJ? Chilling. Just having a good time? Now that it's working. (laughs) You know, just for the listeners, some background. This is our first episode, so we're really just kind of getting started on where this can go, but. It's kind of like what JLP says, you know, take it one day at a time. Who's JLP? The great Jesse Lee Peterson. The great. The greatest. The amazing. Amazing. (laughs) So anyways, guys, I mean, this podcast is meant for multiple things, but the reason why I'm kind of starting it and why we're really talking about it is because returning to God and having peace in your life is much easier than you think. You know, I used to think you had to do hooping and hollering, that you had to, you know, pray seven times a day, that you had to wear a certain type of shoe. You know, it's the usual for religious people. You know, they're kind of crazy. I'm not sure, TJ, if that's your experience, too, with before waking up. You know, you had to. Well, I actually grew up a Christian, so to speak. Oh, nice. You know, the other thing about the podcast, too, is, you know, we can cover a lot of different topics. We can talk about um, how to actually go and forgive your parents if you want to. We, we're going to talk about I've it. I've done people. that, by the way. Oh, you have? Yeah. What was it like? Mom or dad? Which one do you want to hear first? Ooh, let's start with mama. My mom is not like a lot of the other moms that Jesse talks about. Yeah. Like, she didn't really turn me away from my father. Like, she kind of just, um, oh, she nice. had a high level of respect and deference for my dad. So she would redirect me to him naturally. She wasn't, she wasn't like competing with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes yeah. I would try to like talk about my dad behind his back or whatever, and she would just shut it down. Wow. Yeah. Dude. She was great that way. So I don't have the typical experience with my mom that a lot of the other listeners of Jesse have had. A hundred percent. I mean, it's totally inverted for me. It's the opposite. Right. That's, that's probably why we yin yang on this. It's yeah. <laughs> That makes so much sense. That's an amazing experience. And then your dad, was was that an interesting experience when you talked to him too? Yeah, he didn't like how rebellious I was when I was a teenager. And that was yeah. really hard for him to deal with. So like we've had our issues. But I actually forgave him first because I realized like even before I discovered Jesse, like yeah. back in 20. So I discovered Jesse more or less in 2019. And I uh, forgave my dad back in 2016 because... I'd actually gone to this concert with my buddy John. Oh, wow. In 2013. And it was a meet and greet with um, Falling in Reverse. Not sure if you've heard of them. No, no. They're like um, a punk band, kind of. But it was a meet and greet with the band. And Interesting. My bu- I'm not really into them, but my buddy John was like super into them. And so we got to meet the, uh, the singer, uh, Ronnie Radke and stuff. So they did their songs and whatever, but yeah. we got to shake the band's hand and stuff afterwards. And he took every, actually before, and he took all the uh, people's questions and stuff. Oh, no way. And he had gone and forgiven his mom 
Really? Yeah, and he actually talked about that on stage, and he was like, because his mom walked out of his life, and he hated her for a really long time. Wow. And so his dad raised him, which I think he was blessed for that. I'm not sure if he realized that. Yeah. But he was like, when I forgave her, it actually helped me. Like, it, it, it was for myself. It wasn't even for her. A hundred percent. I mean... And so three years later, I did the same thing with my dad because I realized I need to go forgive him because I'm the one that's angry about it. You know, the good point, TJ, it's it's one of those things where when you think about forgiveness, it's like you go to them. And I think the normal paradigm is you need to get their forgiveness for what you've done. You know, most of my life, it's always I agree been, with that. you know, please forgive me for uh, what I did. And it's kind of like you're walking up to Satan. And you're just like, hey, Satan, please forgive me. You know, it's the complete opposite of what you should actually like be doing. Right. You know, that's the thing that blew There's my mind. There's nothing wrong with apologizing if you know you've done something wrong, but that's not going to set you free. And like we're talking at like a spiritual level here where absolutely where you go to them and it's not you uh, asking for their forgiveness. It's you forgiving them for making you resent them. That's right. Yeah. And that that's what blew my mind when when Jesse Lee Peterson kind of you know, touted that concept. And I'm sure a lot of other people too, kind of like what that uh, artist is doing. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing to me. And so, you know, go and forgive is a literal thing that you should be doing. So that's awesome. What a yeah. story. Yep. Four years before JLP, you yep. crushed it. Well, I, and then my mom, I forgave her this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. You're yeah. really waking up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> just make sure you go to bed on time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So that's kind of like step number one, right? Forgive your parents. I, the way I see it is they're kind of like your caretakers, you know? Well, they were when you were growing up. Yeah. Until you're 18, they're just your guardians. And then after 18, you know, God's your guardian if you stick with them, you know? So that's first step. Step number two, you know, I consider that the morning and night prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the other thing that blows my mind about uh, starting this whole thing. I always thought prayer is the hooping, hooping, hollering. I did too. <laughs> Bless my mama. <laughs> Bless my daddy. Give me some money. You know, it's all physical. That's what I thought. Like I was taught to pray and ask for stuff, but not to ask for like things. I was taught not to ask for material possessions or items or money. Yeah. I already knew that because he, Jesse being he, yeah, always talks about how people do that. And they'll ask for stuff. I had been taught my whole life. I wasn't taught the silent prayer, but I was right. taught you don't ask for stuff. Like you can ask for clarity or like guidance yeah. or like healing or things like that. But you never ask for like, give me a million dollars, you know, give me a new job, you know. Yeah. Like maybe give me sight to see, show me what to do, stuff like that. But I had never done the silent prayer before. Dude, I, I totally agree. Like. Uh, my background came from a very, it wasn't even atheistic. It was just non-belief. That's typical West coast people. I think. Yeah. How dare you? (laughs) That's just what I see with most. No, a hundred percent. And you know, I've done meditation before, you know, where you sit quietly, but I've noticed that with meditation, you kind of, um, you dive into the imagination. You don't sit and watch. I'm not sure. I, I talked with a few people recently about this and, they keep on telling me it's meditation, but I, I think it's very I different. I wholeheartedly disagree when people say that. Yeah. Because I've tried to meditate before, and I think Jesse has described it very well when he said that, you know. What did he say? Yeah. He said that meditation, and I'm paraphrasing. This isn't like a direct quote. Yeah. 
but he said meditation is like focusing on an energy or on a spirit and not observing it and being a passive part of the experience. That's deep. Like you're trying to channel something in like almost force your will, right? So when people talk about chakras and stuff, it's like they're trying to they're trying to direct the energy. Oh, that's deep. Yeah. When you're doing the silent prayer, it's like the opposite. It's like you're just watching a movie, like he says. No, a hundred. That's a really good point, TJ. Like the more, like I'm not thinking about it, but I was talking with a friend, and he's just like, I, I keep on watching the thoughts, and it's not working. You know, I'm like, well, it sounds like you're trying to do something. You know, versus just observing like a movie. You know, that's all it is. And again. That's why we're kind of starting this whole podcast because it's just mind blowing to me how how simple it is and how regimented it is. Like morning and night prayer, you know, forgive your parents, forgive your parents, morning and night prayer, and doubt every thought. You know, you don't have to do all these other things. You know, it's not like this meditation where you know your fourth chakra is awake. You know where you're at. You know, you paid a thousand dollars, so now you're at the fifth chakra. You know, with Scientology, whatever. <laughs> wherever it's at right so that that's kind of what's amazing about this is that if we can you know we can talk with other people we can share our experiences maybe other people can understand it's it's really just a one pager to come back to god i i think it's like a one paragrapher it might even be like a one sentence well no a couple sentence sentence one go and forgive yep and you'll be forgiven period start by forgiving your parents yep yep and, and I would say in parentheses, whichever one you hold more resentment towards, which for me was my father. But it sounds like for most people, like 80 something plus percent, it's their mom that's overbearing and yeah. controlling. Not all, not all, not all. Right. But most. Right. Yeah, it's mainly mama. Yeah. Yeah, because she has that spirit in her. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what's mind blowing. It, it could even be just you know, two sentences, you know, go and forgive and you'll be forgiven. Yep. And then doubt every thought. You know, and the silent prayer, I think, is is that consistency. You know, we live in a very, I wouldn't say fallen world, but it's a very busy world. You know, you're not very spiritual most of the time in your life. And that's what the silent prayer is for. You know, you're actually there. With, I notice I sleep better when I do it at night, too. Yeah. It slows my heart rate down, which is something Jesse's talked about a little bit. But like. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. It's just. It's so interesting. Like, I feel like I'm becoming a zealot for this. You know, and I don't mean that like in a bad way. <laughs> I'm just laughing. How dare you? You guys might might not be able to see a TJ smiling at me. Yeah, yeah. I've been head nodding and stuff. I'm sorry. No, no, it's all good. So that was the kind of second step, and then the last step is, of course, doubt every thought. You know, and I've got something to add to that. Yeah, go for it. Ready. So when it comes to the thoughts, especially at first, you're still going to probably get angry and stuff but i think jesse really hit the nail on the head when he was like when you get angry the emotions are coming from believing a thought yeah so it goes back to the doubt every thought because it's like even if you don't notice that the thought happened you wouldn't be angry if the thought didn't happen right if i told it's you you bought into it like you agreed to whatever was said to you exactly you know and whether you heard it or not in your head. Right, exactly. And it's kind of like this, when you wake up, it's just like learning how to ride a bike. You know, when you first learn how to ride a bike, you, you're you not like going cross country at 130 miles an hour, you know, knowing how to do everything. First, you start off with training wheels, 
you know, and then you have your father watching over you and then you go for that final push and it's, there's that moment of, uh, where you feel like you're dropping or you don't know what you're doing. And then right. all of a sudden you get caught. It's the same thing with, um, waking up where like you're saying, you, you may get angry, right? Right. When you wake up and you're just like, Oh, it's not working, you know, but that's, you just believing the thought again. And you're completely right. The thought is the way I kind of see it is that you've habituated believing whatever's being said to you in your you're head. You're using these big words, man. Habituated. That's not big for me, but some uh, people are going to be like, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> and it's, it's just amazing to me how initially, yeah, it's kind of like the thoughts are within you. And then over time, you with the silent prayer, without any thought, you'll start to see it maybe a tenth of a second before you believe it. Right. Then, you know, and then all of a sudden you'll see it two seconds before you'll see the thoughts coming. You'll still feel it, you know, but it's the, easier to let it go, though. Ah, right. At right. least for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's been true for me, too. And then all of a sudden you'll see you'll see it coming. And then the thoughts will just it, it's just amazing how they'll change and warp to be like, oh, this isn't working. You know, oh, you may have distance. Oh, you're fine now. You don't need to uh, do this anymore. And if you just keep doing a silent prayer, then all of a sudden you're finding yourself just things are just happening and it's not you doing it you know it's not you trying to plan the future it's not you trying to you know figure out how to be the best person you just it's kind of like what jesse says you just kind of live you know and it's it's just mind-blowing to me you know i remember most of my time in my life i was always five years in the future or i was five years in the past that's right it's never in the present moment right you know i was always like oh in five years i'll be making uh like a hundred thousand dollars. And I was always missing the present moment where God was. And then the other times too, is I'd be thinking about times I embarrassed myself or I believe that I was thinking about it, you know, and now it's more whenever things are happening, it's just happening. Life is easy. It's chill and things are just unfolding. Is it more peaceful for you? It's unbelievable. Like it literally is unbelievable to me. Like I'm just hanging out, working, handling things, things that used to bother me. You know, it's like water off the ducks back now, right? Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. You just kind of sit there. You see these thoughts telling you like, oh, you're a horrible person. You're a bad person. And you're just like, oh, that sucks for that person who believes that. You know? <laughs> Luckily, it's not me. Yeah, man. And just to open up a little bit and to maybe like give some people something to smoke on. So yeah, the speaker chew on. Give them some time. Yeah, give them some context. Like I used yeah. to like really believe all my thoughts. It wasn't until I heard Jesse that I didn't under that I started to understand that my thoughts weren't coming from my brain, so to speak. Yeah, you're right. Like I used to believe in, like all the thoughts. Like sometimes I disagree, right? Like, oh yeah. no, I don't know if that's true, or like, no, maybe I should look at it like this or yeah, like that. Yeah. But like it really used to affect me emotionally. Interesting, like, big time, because I spent most of the time in my imagination. So like you 100%. were talking about living in the future, I would do that. I have almost a photographic memory. So like I would spend more time in the past than I would in the present. For wow. sure. So you'd be like reliving things. Oh, right? all the time. Over and over and over and over and over would you, again. Would you do the thing where you're in the shower and you're having that argument? You know, in the past, you're just like, this is what I should have said. or This is what. Occasionally you know. more like I would beat myself up. Ah, so, so in a That's way, so but like I never, at least I wasn't trying to control the past. Like, oh, why didn't I do this? It was like, man, I'm dumb. Uh, it was more like that. Interesting. Or like that was short-sighted to me. And sometimes 
reflection is good because I've made mistakes, right? So it's good to not make those same mistakes, but it's not, it, it's like pick it up and put it down. Yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? hundred percent. And it's, it's interesting how even when like we talk about the past, we, like I was saying, it was like, I was, I was thinking mm-hmm. like I, the wording even is you're trying to say like, I'm the one doing the thinking. I'm the one doing the imagination. And that's, what's mind blowing to me is it's not me doing that's it. right. And I didn't understand that before. No, me neither. Me neither. And, and now that I do, I'm beginning to wonder, like even not wonder, but just ponder on this idea of like, what am I? And we're really nothing, you know? And that's, what's, <laughs> it's one of those things where maybe those thoughts, it's so interesting how those thoughts were kind of right. You know, we are dumb, we are nothing, but they're trying to make your ego feel like, you know, you're something. Yes, it's just mind blowing to me. The other thing, and we can get to the biblical question because you kind of brought up the previous one. Yeah. In a way, there as far as you know, when you said you're yeah. you're less than nothing. In Jesse's church, it's called Bond. I think it's Brotherhood Organization for a New Destiny. Is that right? New Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Same it's thing. In, yeah. It's in L- it's in L A. It's a bunch. Of, it's basically a large fellowship. JLP is. It's there. small for a church, though. Yeah, that's a good point. It's very small for a church. It's less than 100 people. Yeah, how many people? Like about 20, 30, you say? Mm, no, on a Sunday, I would assume there's about 50 to 60 there, well under 100. Yeah. Well under 100. And it, it's really interesting how there's always new people. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, you've got about, I would say, probably 20 or 30 that are there almost every Sunday. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, yep. they might miss one or two for a reason or another, but like, there's the regulars, so yeah. to speak, like you and I are, but then every week there's like new people and they don't ever come back and i'm not talking about the people yeah that uh, the father and son who came like the father lived in arizona and the son still lived in indiana i'm not right. talking about the people coming from a long way away who can't make it i'm talking about people who live locally who hear the, like do yeah. you remember that i i'm not sure if you were there this week it was the first week i went there was this and they made it into a youtube clip there was this lady who was talking about and she was 23 she already had a son out of wedlock, uh, and she was talking about oh. fixing the guy that she was with yep. and also fixing her baby daddy, and Jesse was finally like, you can't fix yep. either one of them. Yep. You need to work on you, and he was like, and if you're not with the child's father, you need to let that boy go, and then it came out that she was dating a guy that was three years younger than she is, and he uh, was just like, mama. I remember, I remember that clip. Yeah. It was a. It, she never came back. No. But interestingly, her cousin was actually being an usher last Sunday. So he's been bringing a lot of his family members there. I still haven't met that young man, but he, he's crushing. He, yeah, he's a really nice guy. That's so. I don't mean nice as in he's beta. I mean, like, he brought his aunt. So I watched his aunt be there for the first time on a different week. Interesting. That was his cousin that week. He's brought as many relatives as he possibly can. That's. That's someone doing a good job. Yeah. Like speaking the truth. And Jesse you know? asked the following Sunday where she was at. <laughs> and then her mom was like, she went to a different church. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, I don't know biblical stuff too well, but uh, the wide path to destruction versus the right. The straight and narrow path. Straight and narrow path. Yeah. That 100% applies. Yeah. You know, and again, we're we're not trying to convince people about what the truth is you know 
as as many you don't see it suffer and die hey <laughs> we gotta get i love having these sayings man but it's totally true if you don't want to buy into it it's and your life's working out fine that's great uh if you don't have peace you know and you don't want to have peace yeah, suffer and die it's your call you know but if you really do want to wake up it's it's like you said it's three sentences it's not that complicated but any, anyways back to the whole context on biblical questions so yeah, church is every week. It's a great time. It's online. We love, I love just going there. It's like a 50% comedy show, 50% hanging out with people. And then what Jesse does is he asks these biblical questions that aren't about... Like, Once a week. One per week, I yeah, should say. Right, one per week. And these aren't the type of questions just like, oh, what did uh, Sodom and Gomorrah turn into? It's, it's not a factual type of question. He asks a biblical question and he really wants to know what you think you know and so it's not about you trying to make up an answer if, if you don't know you're supposed to say i don't know and ponder on it i think he says you know not to worry about what to eat where to live what to wear but you just ponder on these things mm-hmm. and those are the types of questions that he asks and so he asks it once a week he has like a show that he does and everybody's always giving their opinions on one side or the other and it's it's so interesting whenever someone doesn't have a simple answer like yes or no, you know, you yes mean yes and no mean no. That's right. That's you biblical know. as well. Oh, it is. Oh, you sick. Know that? Yeah, I'm, I just oh, opened that's the right. Bible. You know, okay, yeah. Yeah. No, that I'm. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure Jesus said that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he did. I'm pretty sure he's talking to the Pharisees because they were questioning him right. about something. Right. I'm pretty sure that's. Well, I don't remember which one of the four gospels it's in, but in the King James, you know, it's all like eloquent let your yay be yay and your nay be nay it's like what are we talking about right now i can see it being misinterpreted as hooper and hollering and having all that but it's so simple that's all it is it's simple when you're quote unquote defeated already or you're ready to let the pride go is what i mean by that good point if you're still proud it's the hardest thing to do to admit that you're wrong 100 percent. it's like you believe you believe the thoughts that you know what's right and you know what's wrong. When in reality, you, my perspective is you don't. Sure. I agree. You know? And so it's one of those things where if you think that you're God, you know, you think you know. I used to think that, by the way. Me too. Like, I, I remember just diving into. Um, I let that go. Yeah. I was like, that's so wrong. So after you, so before you let go versus after, you asked me about peace. I, I feel it all the time. How about you? Is it like, where were you? Where are you, where are you now? Is it. I just was in love with the ego. That's what it was for me. Uh, I was like, I thought I was, you know, the stuff. So to speak, you know what I mean? I really thought I was the the biz, the bee's knees, you know? And this like, I knew that people didn't see it on the outside until they really got to know me. Because once they start talking to me, they're like, oh, this guy's smart. But it's like, I used to find identity in that. Now I don't. I don't care. Interesting. No, I 100% agree. That's so interesting. Yeah. And now how do you feel? Like, not how you feel, but now how well, are you? It was going to the thing we were talking about. It's like, that's my question. So this week's biblical question was, yeah. are you a man of power? And yep. I actually called in Jesse's nice. radio show. And I said, no, I'm not. Because I believe that the power comes through God. His assistant, James, who also has his own show. The Hake the Report. Hake Report. <laughs> from 9 to 11 Pacific time. 
La la la. The Hague. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, he was the only other one I heard on the radio, and I listened to all five days of the radio show that I heard say no as well. But I also right. heard Jesse say or call other people a man of power without being facetious or sarcastic about it. Like he really meant it. Like that one guy that called in that yeah. uh, warded off all those protesters with the American flag right. and by saying the Pledge of Allegiance to the Black Lives Matter. And that was for people who don't know. He was a, a young white man, mid-20s, that went out and there was a BLM protest, Black Lives Matter, not Bureau of Land Management, protests happening on the south uh, south side of Chicago. Right. And um, they were going through some neighborhoods, including yep. his, and so he went outside of his house with an American flag and just started saying at the top of his lungs the Pledge of Allegiance over and over and over. And then really? when they were starting to question him, you know, or like try to get in his face, he was like, I'm not your enemy. And then the protesters kind of left that area. And so Jesse was like, that's a man of power. And uh, I was like, oh, well, I think I know what the answer to the biblical uh, question is going to be. But my follow up to that is, what does it mean to be a man of power if it also means that you're nothing, you're less than nothing. And I hope that he's able to provide an answer for that. So I plan yeah. on asking him that this morning. No, I, that's a really good If insight. he answers yes. Now, if he answers no, obviously I'll hear the explanation either way. But it's something I've been wondering because I kind of think that they're correlated in a yeah. way. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. And what's great about these biblical questions is, you know, it's not... He's not trying to say like, oh, you got the right answer this week. And then next week, oh, you got the wrong answer. Here's the right answer. He's not about telling you that. The, the best thing is he's saying he wants you to know for yourself. Well, I think the best thing he does is people get nervous like, oh, do I have the right answer? And he's like, it's not a test. You're not exactly. getting a grade on this. I just want to know what you think. Yeah. So even if you're quote unquote wrong, right? think for yourself. And you still might, even after he gives his answer, disagree with him. I right. don't usually disagree with him because I I really feel like he's imbued with the Holy Spirit, so to speak. He's deep. Yeah. So No, that's deep. That's deep. <laughs> For any of the uh, first-time listeners, we're using a lot of the quotes that Jesse uses, like suffer and die. Yep. That's deep. So they're colloquialisms that you would learn if you listened to his show. Amazing. He, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> He has how many how many different types of amazing does he have? Oh, amazing alone, probably like four or five. I was initially putting together a um, little one of those soundboards, you know. And I was, oh yeah, uh, I was getting the amazings together, like from the savage moments. That's awesome. Uh, it was. It's the same word can mean so many different things. Yeah, know? and I couldn't believe I understood this just because of how often I listened to him. But when he actually explained. I say that whether I agree or disagree so that the people don't know, like right, I can hear it right. in the inflection of his voice, what I think if he agrees or disagrees, but people who have never spoken to him or listened to him before, when right. they say something, they're not sure if that means I agree with you or I disagree with you, yeah. which is great because then they have to think about it. Yeah, exactly. They, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, when, when you grow up, I guess, in a very engineering family, which is me, you lose the idea of context and intonation where you're just focused on the words that someone's saying. You better tell these people what intonation so means. My, my apologies. So, <laughs> but yeah, the whole idea of intonation is, you know, if you think about body language, um, 
you know, I, I remember back in college, I was running the sales engineering club and we talked all about body language because engineers had no idea how to talk to people, you know, Not- nothing. And so what was amazing is there are these companies that would pay thousands of dollars a year to sponsor you to curate engineers who know how to talk. And wow. so that was the formation of the club because you need technical people who can say hello to a client without you know, losing their mind. And so the, the reason why I was going there is we had a full course that we put together about body language and intonation where most engineers think it's all about the word that's said and the solution someone's looking for when couldn't be further from the truth that that's what blew my mind you know is it's all about you know how the person is saying it which maybe is 20 percent, but the other 75 percent, you know five percent is the actual words 20 percent was the um the way that it was being said and then the other 75 percent was the body language that someone had you know crossed arms generally means they weren't uh didn't like what was happening you know it was very interesting watching where their eyes are going and it's all cont- you put it all together, you get this holistic whole view of what the happened, like how they're actually processing it versus just agreeing with you. And so growing up as an engineer, I had that 5% and now I'm learning about context and learning about all that. And so, so when, when Jesse says amazing, all these different ways, I'm just like, Oh, I know what that means now. Right. You know, and I think before waking up, I assumed it was all just logical, technical, I can figure it out myself versus just letting God work through me. And he reveals things to you very simply. It's not complex. It's not hard. And it's n- never in your head. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the other thing about the whole doubt every thought. And that's, that's why we're calling it that is, you know, my perspective is that the thoughts aren't you. They're spiritual things coming from elsewhere. I agree with that. You know, and when I grew up as a kid, I didn't have thoughts. I was just living. And then I found when I resented my parents, I think it was like fourth or fifth grade, and I thought I was right and I hated them, where I agreed with the thoughts. That's when all of a sudden I took this dive off of peace. Like I was peaceful as a kid, then all of a sudden I wasn't peaceful. And then as of a year ago or six six months ago, now I feel like a kid again. Right. You know, that's what's amazing is amazing is that it's amazing how the thoughts aren't you. And I actually think it's like Satan or a demon or something. How, what about you? How do you kind of see? I see it the same way. Same exact way. Yeah. 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 It's just mind blowing how it's everywhere, but should we take a short break? If we had a sponsor, if we have a sponsor, don't worry, I'll clip in a uh, short thing. We'll be back in a few minutes. I have one simple question for you. Do you have peace in life? And if you don't, would you like it? Well, if you said yes, the Doubt Every Thought podcast is definitely for you. You know, what blows our mind here is just how simple it is to have peace in your life. What accompanies that peace is that you also return to God. You know, for some reason, no one really talks about this. And we don't know why. You know, we asked ourselves, you know, someone should be talking about this and we realized of course that we are someone and that's what the doubt every thought podcast is about we talk about the three simple easy steps the first step of course is forgiveness 
not in the way that you're probably thinking. You will be the one who goes to your family and forgives them, in particular your mother, for making you resent and want to turn away from God. And we can talk about that more on the actual podcast itself, especially if you have questions. The second step is to do the silent prayer every morning and every night. Five to ten minutes. Doesn't have to be big, doesn't have to be small. And we'll have some guys to help you there too. And the third step, of course, is to doubt every thought. You may not realize this, but the thoughts are not your own. The things that are in your head are not you. God speaks to us in a voiceless voice, and we want you to hear that voice as well. Godspeed, and welcome to Doubt Every Thought. Alrighty, everyone, welcome to the Doubt Every Thought podcast, where we help people across the earth realize how easy it is to return to God by forgiving, praying morning and night, and doubting every thought. I'm Jacob Brucker, and welcome to the beginning of a new reality now. We talked about what the show is about. We talked about what's coming up. We talked about the kind of the biblical question. Right. Again, for people who want to listen, the, the question this week was, are you a man of power? And let's tell people where to find it. So yeah, um, you can find Jesse Lee Peterson wherever you listen to podcasts. So I listen after the show's done on Apple Podcasts. They're also on Spotify Podcasts. If you want to watch it live, it's from 9 to 12 Eastern Time or 6 to 9 Pacific Time. And you can find it on YouTube right now. They're not streaming on YouTube because of what I would consider um, an incorrect copyright strike. Because, yep. like, the who I'm not going to say the name of the company that copyright struck. Yeah. Um, their channel hasn't told them what content they use that was copyrighted, which is uh, highly unusual. Interesting. That's very unusual. But you can find them live every morning on D Live. Yep. Yep. That's where I go now. Yeah. yeah. D Live is great. I like D Live a lot. Me too. But you know, that, that's where to find it. And it's just Jesse, regular spelling, Lee, L-E-E, and then Peterson is P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N. No, 100%. Because there's a million different ways to spell Peterson. 100%. And the other thing, too, is there's a look up Savage Moments as well. You get a... I love that guy. Which a, is the Get a Job channel on YouTube. 100%. You get a little, uh, little flavor of what Jesse's about. My favorite... I know this is caveat, but my favorite savage moment of all time was somebody called his show one oh, time yeah. a little radio show he's like oh it ain't a little show it's a big show <laughs> dude you guys we're, we're cracking up right now man this i absolutely love just how jlp handles things and again the best part about his show and his conversation is it's not about worshiping him not no. at all i think a lot or almost all churches People look at the pastor as their conduit for God. Maybe. So I, I What do you think I, about that? Yeah. So I grew up in the church and yeah. I went to a few different churches just for people who know. I grew up in the South. I didn't gr- I was born in California, but we left when I was a baby. So yeah. I grew up in the South my whole life. Oh, so you're trustworthy. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that means. But white churches, even though that might be true a little bit, 
Mm. It's not as egotistical, but it's it's more like you were talking about being an engineer and getting the like factual the five percent like intellectual yeah. knowledge, right? Yeah. Where I've been to a couple ethnic churches before, and it's more like the pastor's the celebrity. So you're totally yeah. right about that. But in white churches, it's more just like they beat you over the head with doctrine. Most of the, that's been my yeah. experience, and I've been to a number of different churches. Yeah, because like my experience was Easter you know, going there and hanging out and then, um, maybe some Christmas things too, but it works out in general over time. So the last kind of portion of the podcast, we have some recordings that, you know, we're putting together. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two of them right now. Okay. Let's see. Go ahead and play them if you'd like. Let's see if it's here. The first one is about the whole idea here is that we're not the ones inventing these theories, right? We're no. not putting it together. It's not me. It's not you. It's not even Jesse, not even Jesse. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, if somebody has already talked about it, why do we need to reinvent the wheel? You know? Yeah. So this first one, it's called my advice, let go of anger. It's four minutes long. I mean, we can stop playing it at any time. Um, and we can like, I could even say, Hey, what do you think about this? What you said there? So here we go. Let's see. If you were to take any advice from me at all, there will be one that I would highly recommend that you take. Everything else you can let go to the wayside. But if there's one you would take advice from me, I would advise you Pause to let go of anger. That's Jesse Lee Peterson, for those who don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, so that's Jesse Lee Peterson. Yeah. Let go of anger. Yeah. And the way you let it go is go and forgive your parents. So... That's the basic thing that we talked about before, you know, go and forgive your parents. And for me, again, when I think about forgiveness, I was going to them initially saying, please forgive me, please forgive me. And it was the inverted of what it was actually supposed to be. So let's see, let's keep on going, see what he says. Most of the time, it started at home first. And at home, most of the time is with the mother or grandmother, whatever woman's in charge of your life. Yeah. And what he's saying there is, like like we said earlier, like, TJ, you forgave, it was your father. Mm-hmm. You know, but for me, it was... I forgave mother. both, but I forgave my father first. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And the reason for that is that it's not in the nature of the woman to raise children alone. It's in the nature of the father. And the woman is there to help raise the kids. But when she has to do it on her own, even if the father's in the home and he's weak... Because most men are weak and women hate weak men. I was talking to a young lady yesterday. So let's just stop right there. That's that's one of the things I find amazing is most men are weak. I agree with that. Right. One hundred percent. That's what's mind blowing. The the part about how men are able to like raise the children and then the wife is there to supplement. You know, there I think there's the kind of saying that women can make the child and up to like three or four years old. But then from there it's the man's job to then provide the context you know, give the children guidance because the way the natural order works, the way I see it is, you know, God and Christ, Christ and man, man over woman, woman over children. Yep. You know, it's very, very simple. And so love doesn't come from the bottom up. It comes from top down. That's right. And so the man brings the love to the family through the woman to the children, but eventually, you know, he has to then give it to them directly. You know, that's how I see it. And by he, you mean God, right? Yeah. God through the man. 
Right. Well, and then once who did you mean by he gives it to him directly? Were you talking about the father or were you talking about God? Yeah, the father initially okay. to the kids. Gotcha, gotcha. And then once they're 18, 19, when they go out on their own. Understood. That's when, I just want a clarification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. And I think just to add a little two cents in there as far as the um, the coming from the top down, the love, I think it's like the sun. Like mm. I'm not into sun worship or any of that nonsense. But when you yep. look at the sun, all the heat and the energy is coming from the top down. Right. So to speak. And I think love right. is the same way. No, a hundred percent. That's like, we could talk about that on a different podcast. Sure. How the perception of love today is I have love, you have love and together right. we love each other. Right. But uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's, I, ne- I never understood that either. I thought everybody had love. You right. Know, I had the capacity for love. I know some people are filled with hatred and they don't have, I knew that right, right. already. Right. But I didn't understand that love is a spirit. And that as an individual, you don't actually have it yourself. Right. It's it's all spiritual. Like, right. it's not like, oh, I am my own God. I have love. I will give the love to this person. Oh, this person doesn't love me now. And isn't it know? freeing real quick to not be God? <laughs> isn't it like, it's, it's so like counterintuitive. a relief? It's like, oh, thank God that I'm not you, man. You don't have to worry about anything. Nothing. It's like having your dad just handling it. Right. You're, you're playing around. Things will happen. And like things will begin to happen where in your old self, you would be panicking, but then you're just like, oh, this, this door will open, this door will open and things just tend to work out naturally. Yeah. And it's not you doing it. It's like being like water. It's like, you know, no resistance. Water always takes the path of least resistance. And that's how I see this. A hundred percent. Water doesn't force itself upstream. It goes downstream. Yeah. And it once again, starting from the top and going down, down. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's not about being weak or non, I guess non-conflict based, right? Because a lot of people will say, "Oh, that means I can not argue with anybody." But you do speak. That's truth. weak. That is weak. Just like he's saying, men are weak. You know, you're weak without God, and you begin to think you're strong materially. You'll work out. You'll get big, but you still have the spirit of your mama. Yo, know? mama. <laughs> My oh man, we got to find some of those quotes where he's saying, you know. What does it feel like to be a woman? That's I love is that. the funniest thing. Any man who has anger is a woman. <laughs> Did you know that? I had no idea. And it's this it's the spirit that's inside the woman. Like physically it's not a woman. It's this you have the spirit of the woman which is from Satan. You know, and that's this whole connection. And I think we'll get back to the clip, but I I think it's important to note that it's it has to do with Adam and Eve. Like it's that simple. It's yeah. it's not like, oh, you're a woman, you're bad. Right. It's that women detract men away from God. Right. Right. There's he I love this story. We'll have to find that story where uh it's a new interpretation of uh the whole Adam, Adam and Eve, Eve story. story. But he's tempted away with sexuality, with food, you know, gluttony. And I guess it worked. And that was kind of the story. And now you just forgive. And you can actually return to that garden. You know, it's all within, you know, and it, that's actually what it kind of feels like. It feels like Adam pre-fall. You're just kind of hanging out, having a good time. You're not really. He didn't even know he was naked. <laughs> Talk about yeah. not thinking at all. Just, just to make sure it's clear, uh, TJ and I are both wearing clothes right now. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's very important. Spiritually, yes, we're in a different But realm. Adam was literally naked. And he had no idea. He had no idea. Because he wasn't thinking. No, because when God came back down to the garden they had sown fig leaves 
and right. made themselves clothing. Right. And God asked them, who told you you were naked? Uh, In other words, they didn't know before. I love that. Because all love the, that. if you think about it, all the animals are naked anyway. Yeah. So they didn't really feel out, even though they were in charge of the animals, they really didn't feel out of place. Right. And it's like, who told you that? Right. It's like shame. You know? Oh, it's totally. And that's what. And the first thing Adam did, the woman. He points the <laughs> finger. That was what? the beta. Beta male. <laughs> we got to get you guys on all the terms. We'll catch you up. Yeah. Well, let's get back to the clip, though. So this is now JP's talking about like he had a conversation with a woman about this. Most men are weak and women hate weak men. I was talking to a young lady yesterday, counseling with her. And she said that she's married to a guy who is white, but he at one time was married to a woman of color. I think she said the woman was either Asian or India or Indian or something like that. And that because he's weak, that that woman abused him like 90 going north. And um, he was not able to deal with her. And he's not able to deal with his, his now wife either. And that's because he has not overcome his mother. And most adults, especially in the black community, most adult men, women and children, resent their mothers and they're yearning for their fathers. So I want to encourage you. I mean, just give it a try. You have nothing to lose. Well, you do have a lot to lose. Hell, you'll come out of that fallen state. But I urge you to forgive. That's all that it takes. You don't have to know the Bible. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be a Jew or a Muslim or anything. You just need to recognize that you have this anger. And and, and, and evidence of the anger being there, if your parents can get on your nerve, if they... So I just kind of want to stop there. The thing that blew my mind is you don't have to be a Christian, you know. It's one of those things where um, he was saying you don't have to, like, follow a certain sect of religion. You just have to go and forgive. You know, this... Like, yes, you know, Christianity has the forgiveness aspect to it. That's what I like. But the thing I really, really liked about that is you don't have to like first become a Christian and then wake up to God. You can actually just wake up to him. You know, you can go and forgive, doubt every thought and do the silent prayer morning and night and then do everything else you're doing. You know, if you're Muslim, do it five times a day, you know, go do whatever you guys do, hang out. It's, it's not like denomination based, you know, it's like not Catholic versus Protestant. It's not Irish versus British. It's, it's a global phenomena where the thoughts that I see now are the same thoughts that someone in Thailand sees, that someone in Britain sees, that someone in Singapore sees, you know, in Asia, all that places. And that's what is mind blowing to me is that if it's global, it's a great, I mean, it's just amazing me how everyone's on the same page there. So I think there's a few more pieces here we can listen to. And, and, and evidence of the anger being there, if your parents can get on your nerve if they irritate you or they you know, like you wish they just shut up that's resentment forgive them don't ask for forgiveness and don't you know don't say forgive me for what i've done you forgive them and god will forgive you and your world will change you'll come out of that fallen state so there we go you know i i just love that how simple it is and how nice it is you have any any concepts or 
perspectives on that one. I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. That's about it, to be honest with you. Me too. I, yeah. I just think it's the truth. No, me too, man. Because I did used to resent my parents, especially when I was a teenager. A hundred percent. Same here. It was always about... Um, it was always about me trying to be the one who controlled things, me trying to be the one who um, was right and you know my mother was wrong, or I'm right and my father is wrong. And that leads to resentment, and that leads to what we kind of talked about earlier, how it's all about um, where I begin to think that I'm right and they're wrong. And once you go through that whole mentality, you fall away from God, and then you're living in your own world, and in the short term, you can kind of think you are your own God. You can kind of think you know what's going on. But the important thing now is in the long term, it doesn't work out at all. You know, so that's, that's what's beautiful about all these concepts is, you know, we can talk about this at a later time, but you just look at how um, people are looking at the short-term gains from being their own God. They, I think I can do drugs or I think I know what's best for me. I can have, um, you know, sex out of wedlock and nothing bad happens but in the spiritual realm it's always this lagging effect you can do it but then six months later you're in a bad spot and you're wondering why and then you blame god versus realizing you just believed a thought and that's really it you know so i always grew up knowing it was wrong to blame or question god though not nice. qu not yeah. question him as far as like i don't understand please show me but like, why did you do this? Yeah. I, because there's multiple examples of God putting people in their place when they did that. Right. Like, I'm God. Yep. Like, just because you don't understand. Like, because that's, uh, there's a lot of that in the book of Job specifically. Okay. Have you ever read the book of Job? I just opened it. I'll have to go read it. Okay. Yeah. It's in the Old Testament. Anybody struggling or going through a hard time and you need some help with perseverance, read the book of Job. So what happened was Job was at, at the time of his life, you know, it's probably about midway through the Old Testament. Yeah. Job was like the most faithful man on earth. Oh, I know. To God. Now. Yeah. And yeah. so Satan was like, well, Job only loves you because you give him everything. Right. And, and God was like, oh, really? Right. You, you really think that? Okay. Take everything away from him, but you're not allowed to kill Job. Uh. But you, can, you can't kill him, but you can do everything else so obviously yeah. back in those days livestock and animals was like that was it there weren't like businesses and companies right so your wealth yeah. was determined by how much livestock you had right how many servants you had how right. much farming you had etc because you had to sustain yourself and your people. right you don't have a 401k no you nothing have, like that you have land you have livestock you have maybe gold if you're lucky or right. something but right. like that was it like you didn't have like currency so to speak right it was all like barter trade system very like archaic right and so job did he have a lot of stuff like he, he had, had more stuff than basically anybody i mean there might have been like kings or somebody that had more because by the time of job there were nations in place so mm. we're a little further down the line by this mm. point mm. But basically, Satan killed his wife. I think he killed his children. Yep. He definitely took away his servants and his livestock and everything. And he gave Job all these physical ailments. And so Job questions God in the book multiple times. Interesting. You know, and then at the end, he like really doesn't understand. And so God asks and God puts down his fist or puts his foot down, if you will. And he's like, look, man, I'm God. Right. Like. You, right you, like you you are less than i am so you don't need to ask but because job was faithful and he took the answer instead of cursing god 
Uh. You know, I mean, I think he might have cursed God a little bit in the middle of the book, but it was more like he was questioning. Yeah. But by the end, he had come to accept everything. God restored everything that he had lost and multiplied it. Oh, interesting. Because like the way I, the way I remember it is just like, you know, he was having dinner and then a servant came in and said, oh, all your livestock. That's how it starts. Got like blown up, yep. you know. And then, oh, all your sons have been slaughtered by yep. the... By the enemies. Like, by the enemies. Yep. And, he, and then another servant, another servant... And then he prostrates himself. That's a weird word. He, mm-hmm. he lays himself, he, he shaves himself and says, God is good. But I haven't read the next part, which is about the the doubt that he had. It's not doubt every thought. He he had doubt in, I guess, his faith. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just like, why is this happening? Right. Because uh, everything was fine. He was like the most ardent supporter of God. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everything was taken away from him. Right. But Satan ended up being wrong right. about Job. And that that's really like the the main like point. Yeah, that's such a great. If you think about the analogy too, um, one thing I think that Jesse's noticed is that a lot of people don't um, follow through with the silent prayer. Yeah, morning and night. You know, so they will when they're feeling good, like when they're in Job's situation, like everything's going well, they believe the thought to say, "Oh, I don't need to do the silent prayer." You know, and then when things go horrible, they immediately start, you know, asking for forgiveness and asking, oh, thank God. Or they do that other route, which is they blame, you know. So I find that so interesting that now that I've returned, I still do it every day, even though things are going well, because things are going well because I'm doing it. It's not because I have material possessions. You know, I could lose everything, but I would still continue to do the morning and night prayer and doubt every thought, you know, and that's how I kind of see it now. But I just love how that story applies. You know, a lot of people will read the Bible and they'll just, well, they could go down whole that, that whole route too, where I hadn't even read the Bible and I was criticizing people about it. You know, typical, uh, typical teenage moments, right? Mm-hmm. But now you just kind of wait and see. You watch, you listen, you do the silent prayer, you forgive your parents and doubt every thought from there. So it's, it's amazing, man. So it's going to be very exciting to see where this goes. So, I think we can start to kind of wrap this up. I, I think, um, you know, this is just the beginning. You know, we'll see where it goes day by day. But we really hope that as you begin to listen and watch, we'll be able to give guidance uh, on our experiences. And just to be clear, I'm a guest right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll probably be a frequent involved guest, but yep. Mr. Jacob here is the host of the show. Because hey, you keep go. saying we, but I want to make it clear. This is your thing. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to say we to make sure everyone feels. Is included. Uh, no, I get it. Yeah. But but let's be direct about it. This is your this is your deal. I'm going to doubt every thought, baby. That's right. There you go. <laughs> so this will be something that we do on either a weekly basis or bi I think you should do it twice a week. Two times a week? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. And starting off, you know, you might want to have one guest a week and then do one by yourself. Ah, that's, that's just an idea good and, way the, to do it. and the by yourself one could be shorter just kind of follow up i think you should probably answer jesse's biblical question on yep. your own every yep. week and then you know current events or anything that god places on your heart you know just yeah 100 100 percent. and i even think just talking about how to forgive because jesse does a wonderful job and you should give him a call if you want to learn how to forgive yeah call the know. radio show it's 888 Jesse. Jesse, which is five three seven seven three. Ballin. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. I can barely remember those things, man. Uh, I gotta memorize. <laughs> 
But yeah, so just to summarize again, we talked about three simple steps, right? Forgive your parents, morning and night prayer, and then doubting every thought. And that's really all it takes to return. You'll be amazed at the freedom and the peace that comes in that. Yeah. Because there's no pressure when you let go. Yeah. It, it's not about being happy or being content. It's literally just peace. Because you have to, in my opinion, you have to treat the, um, the contentness or the adversity the same way. And if uh, you have the same attitude about it, struggles and accomplishments or victories, quote unquote, in life will be easier to handle because you won't feel proud or egotistical when you do accomplish something. Right. And you won't be cursing out God when things are not going your way, so to speak. A hundred percent. It's it's either you follow Satan and believe your thoughts or you follow God and he'll do everything for you. That's right. You know, so anyways Jesus talk just real quick. Yeah. Jesus talks about that too when he um talks about how you know look at the fowl and the air and the um, animals in the land right how they just are you know when they need to eat they need to eat well doesn't the father take care of them right. are you not greater than they I that, love that that's part. how jesus spoke you know it was like i love that it's like also like jesse jesse gets it from jesus clearly yeah but it's like he left room for you to think about it yourself yeah exactly and in, in future podcasts, we can talk about like when we say think about it yourself, it doesn't mean believing your thoughts. That's right. It's it's kind of like a revelation. That's right. And it's if you haven't experienced a revelation, it's probably because you haven't done the three steps. Um, but not when, that this is a 12 step program because no. it's not. <laughs> yeah. Once you label yourself, it's a problem. That's like, right. That's another whole uh, podcast, too. Man. Right. This is just such an exciting time because it's so simple. I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. And we just want to be able to share the good word. You know, it's not like we're saying everything is right. Everything is wrong. It's just, this is what we're seeing and we're encouraging you to think for yourself. And if this is something you want to do, just keep and on not listening. a think for yourself, question authority, Timothy Leary type of think for yourself, because no. that's going down the rabbit hole and believing all these crazy thoughts. And it's like, you need to do the opposite of that, exactly. but it's the same as think on these things. Think on these things is a much better way to say it. Right. That's a good way. So we're thinking on these things. We're realizing that sometimes, like for me, um, I didn't even know that you could come back to God this way. And so if I didn't know, I know a lot of other people. Isn't it simple? Yeah. It's not engineering, man. Actually, engineering is <laughs> pretty simple too. But <laughs> Anyways, just to wrap this up, it's the Doubt Every Thought podcast, episode number one. And we'll see where things go from there. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to listening. Well, awesome, PJ. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good.